Hello everybody, welcome to You, Me, Them, everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is all about WrestleMania 13, held at the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, Illinois. Chris Kelly and I will talk all about WrestleMania 13, which was held near where I grew up. Now, the reason why I keep mentioning WrestleMania 13 is because that the podcast you're listening to is about WrestleMania 13. So if you don't like wrestling, or WrestleMania, or Stone Cold Steve Austin... Probably don't want to listen to this episode because it's a hundred percent about WrestleMania 13. Really, 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 really great WrestleMania for uh, probably thus far the best match in WrestleMania history. It's so good. Consider watching it. It's a very long match. It's worth every minute of your time. I'm not going to have any spoilers. Figure out which match we're talking about before we continue. We need to plug something. This upcoming Wednesday, Wednesday, November 25th, that's the day before Thanksgiving in the United States of America, is the You, Me, Them, Everybody Live six-year anniversary show. The first You, Me, Them, Everybody Live show featured this comic named Beth Stelling. She's uh, really well-known now and awesome. This one features people called the Putterball Sisters, and they used to do a show with Beth Stelling, so it's this weird, awesome uh, 360, whatever, I don't know. I love both of them so much, and it's going to be an amazing show. Please, if you're in Chicago, go to that. It's going to be at the Hideout. I've never done a show at the Hideout. I really, really want this thing to sell out. So please, Wednesday, November 25th at the Hideout. Yeah, I don't think we're going to talk about wrestling at that show, so... I don't know if this is the right crowd to be uh, talking to. Anyways, WrestleMania 13, Chris Kelly and I, this is a very good WrestleMania. Please watch this WrestleMania. Okay, bye. WrestleMania 13, heat for the exclamation point. That's the tagline, heat? On Wikipedia. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's not the worst tagline. <laughs> There was a show. I, I wonder if they started Sunday Night Heat around this point. They had like a Superstars type show. Was Sunday Night Heat WCW or WWF? WWF. By the way, this is uh, Chris Kelly who knows what wrestling is, and I don't. I <laughs> kind of have an idea. I kind of know. You watch a lot more than me. Yeah, I've caught up. I'm catching up. I did catch up to like 20 years of wrestling this year. That's a lot of wrestling to get yeah, caught I'm work- up. I'm working on it. Actually, if you go... If you count our first ten to these, you go back thirty years. Yeah, there's gaps in my. Uh, oh my no, I, there, yeah. there wasn't nearly as much product in the '80s. Like in its heyday, it wasn't that saturated. It was the most popular it ever was. Other than yeah, the but there era. wasn't enough. There wasn't all the the TV hours and it's WWE. Kind of, com. It's kind of interesting to think that like oh maybe if they just scaled it back, people yeah. would like this maybe a lot be, more. Maybe it wasn't so fucking overexposed. Yeah. So we're talking about WrestleMania 13, March 23rd, 1997. At the Rosemont Horizon. It's like parts unknown in Chicago. This is where I, I'm 90% sure this is where I graduated high school. And 100% sure that this is where I graduated college. Like where they have the ceremony. Did you know that you would have so much WrestleMania history? I had no idea. You're WrestleMania Jace. It's... <laughs> Can we use a Jace now that that podcast might not exist? No, because by the time this one will be released, it'll have a new home. That's good. So They're in demand. Let's ex- you have to explain that really quick. Okay, yeah. So uh, a really good podcast about wrestling. <laughs> Uh, called Cheap Heat, uh, formerly at home at Grantland. Rest in peace, Grantland. Uh, but they'll be back. They're they're professionals. They'll be back. Grantland went under uh, the Friday before we were recording this. We should timestamp this. It is November 4th? Correct. 2015, year of our Lord. We're only a few weeks away from Survivor Series, celebrating the 25th anniversary of The Undertaker existing in the WWF universe. We'll Jeez. get to him later. Yeah. So this is at the Rosemont Horizon. This was uh, not a sold-out WrestleMania. It was at a capacity crowd, WrestleMania, right. but they had to ticket some, and that's weird to think. Yeah, because this is right, I mean, you know, as we talked about last time, um, middle of 96, is you start getting the stuff that becomes the, depending where WWE wants to put it, the beginning of the Attitude Era. See, you said that it happened before this specific WrestleMania. I, I think the earliest thing is King of the Ring 96, Okay, where uh, Stone Cold cuts the famous... The Austin, Austin 316 says, I just kicked your ass. And because you know more about this stuff, I have to obviously concede. That being said, I think it's this specific this WrestleMania. Specific, yes. At a certain timestamp, did it change? <laughs> oh, that's what we're doing now. It's like when you go back and you show where, uh, where his heart breaks in The Simpsons. You can like go <laughs> yeah, frame by frame. Pretty much. Yeah. That's what this is. And this, it's so good. It's so good. Let's yeah. just get to it. So, I have so many notes about this So this one starts differently. 
It starts. I've been watching a lot of Raw from '96, as you should. And, no, uh, no, you, no, you shouldn't. shouldn't. No, no it's, you should because it's like 45 minutes. You can skip all the garbage and just watch Stone. They were Cross. really only like 45 minutes long. With like commercials, an oh, hour-long wow. show. Oh, it was really? Taped. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, and a correction. I think uh, was 12 um, Taker Diesel. Yeah. So remember they show Diesel opens his casket yes, and Diesel's yes. in there. I'm an idiot. Raw is pre-taped. <laughs> they, of course, they edited that together. I'm thinking it's a live event. You thought it was a wax thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they got another wrestler that kind of looks like him. Which yeah, is which not is, the worst thing. Which is idea. ironic, but... Because they did that. But yes, yeah. anyway, they taped it. And should we also start... We should start with apologies. We should both concede right now. Oh, Stone Cold's actually a good wrestler. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a, he was a really good wrestler, it turns uh, out. WrestleMania 12... His, he's not on display. He's actually no. one of the best, and now I understand why. Yeah, you understand. I could, the even though deal. I had seen this match, like within this calendar year, yeah. I had seen this match. But then you find out. Yeah, I just forgot. Oh, he's like, oh yeah, he does more than give the finger and say mean things about yeah, his boss and drink beer. Um, yeah, so this one starts with this uh, very dramatic score and an announcer, kind of still going with their like we're going to do NFL films thing, and you know they mm-hmm. weave this tale about a magical night. Uh, where a tempest engulfs utopia, and there's clouds of anger, and none of these men are smiling. Because wrestling's mythology, as we've done. I mean, they were literally in the stars one time. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was WrestleMania six. That's my second favorite intro, only to be replaced by this intro. Yeah, this one's great. I mean, it's just, it, it's cutting the whole the story together. And we're doing what we do now in every WrestleMania, if not every single night on Raw, which is look back at the past and glorify our past achievements completely omitting someone named Hulk Hogan. Yeah. This is so perfect. Still, it's, and it, as it was in 97, it is in 2015. Oh, it, um, speaking of Survivor Series that's coming up... November no, 22nd. ...later this month, um, they've already... The biggest thing in Survivor Series last year was the debut of Sting, a famous WCW wrestler. Uh, he's totally cut from the package they're showing in Survivor Series, like, recap from last year. Because he's... They've already... Like, good, now we're done with that shit. Really? Yeah, he's totally out of it now. I think they're only doing that because they're going to bring him back for Survivor Series. Do you think people will fall for it the second time? Well, it I think it's the because bat? we should either just only do this podcast about Survivor Series and how it is WrestleMania yeah. 13. No, we got to no. Not. Let's okay. let's stay the course. Okay, so they do this great dramatic theme, and then it goes right into the Michael Jackson WrestleMania theme. <laughs> You've heard it at the top of the show. Yeah, it's garbage. And uh, and Vince yelling, which we've been doing for several years. And no well. national anthem. And no America the Beautiful for the second I straight year. What is the PlayStation blimp, though? The PlayStation blimp is just there. We're just there. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> we, uh, the blimp is back and it's great. Yeah. Uh, but now it's PlayStation and they show uh, bumpers for Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Awesome. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, so we get right into the action, because there's none of that America garbage, and we've got a four-way tag team elimination match uh, to determine the number one contenders for the tag team championship. This it's, is a boring match, let's skip it. Okay, yeah, we can, but we shouldn't, because, okay. well, first of all, they have to explain the rules of it. It's stupid. The rules don't matter, but the teams kind of matter. So what we've got, we got are the, the Hillbillies, basically, the Godwins. Um, they're accompanied by Hillbilly Jim, who you may remember from uh, teaming up with some midgets, in WrestleMania 3. Great. Ten yeah. years. It's the anniversary. There's a team that are basically jobbers. They don't matter. Then there's the new Blackjacks, which was a gimmick that was popular in the late 70s. Was it actually popular? Yeah, because Blackjack uh, Mulligan is a is a big deal. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's IRS's father-in-law. So this is the current Bray Wyatt's grandfather? Yes. Cool. I think so. Um, so the... Oh, no, it wasn't Blackjack Mulligan. Never mind. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was. Okay, the new... No, I'm looking at my notes. The new Blackjacks are Barry Windham, who's... So what you're saying is it's confusing when there are people that have multiple sets of names pulling back gimmicks from 20 years prior? And then doing this 20 years later, yeah. Jesus. So it's Blackjack Windham, who is Barry Windham, who we've seen before. He's Blackjack Mulligan's kid. And Blackjack Bradshaw, who is JBL. Who is currently an announcer on Raw, but a few years after this role has the belt for some reason because they've run out of superstars and they have to give it to the someone. mid. No, yeah, I mean the mid aughts. Mid aughts, yeah. like right when Cena had his first run. Yeah, it's JBL has the belt because it's very strange time. We'll get there eventually. Um, so yeah, so it's weird that they're doing this gimmick that they're bringing it back. They have to show old footage 
this is the thing. They're like, remember this stuff you used to like, or your parents used to like. But this wasn't even the WWF, I thought. Yeah, it like predates. It's probably like... It's this probably is the NW... WWF and or the NWA. Yeah, but they don't care. I mean, it was a famous tag team, but the idea to But it wasn't this... in that company. Right. It's a weird time. That's like in the 70s being like, remember all those Negro League players we wouldn't let play? Let's bring them back. It's like, yeah. they were never here. What are you talking it's about? It's very strange. Uh, that's the first time anyone's made that comparison, I guarantee it. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, so, but Barry Windham is actually, he was in US Express at WrestleMania 1. So you're bringing back guys who are like, I mean, at this point, he's... 50? Yeah. Yeah, he's not doing great. It's sort of like now, they can never bring back someone that's 56 wrestling a man that's 30. Yeah, That'd that's crazy. crazy. They would never do that. Um, and then the uh, the third, the uh, fourth team in this, the best one... Uh, so good. So ...that good. I liked oh, when yeah. I was 13 was the Headbangers, Mosh and Thrasher. So, okay, okay these guys are a couple of, like... Shaved head, knuckle fucks, with like... <laughs> you were going to say something, you're like, ah, this is a new word. There's yeah. a bunch of knuckle fucks. Uh, they're wearing, uh, one's wearing a white zombie shirt, one's mm-hmm. wearing a Metallica shirt. Mm-hmm. And they're good white zombie shirts and good Metallica shirts. Yeah, no, those are the good ones you want. And mm-hmm. then they're wearing, depending, it's kind of a, one wears like a skirt. Yeah. But it's supposed to look like when you wear a, a flannel around your waist. Yeah, it's sort of like a fishnet skirt. Well, there's like fishnet tights involved, and like one yeah. guy you can see his box, like he's wearing just boxers underneath. Yeah, uh, and they're uh, they're rock guys because that's what rock was like in '97. But if they're not that far off. They're not. It's actually like I remember I, trying to think back what I th- what I remembered. I remember thinking these guys are a little corny. Yeah, they're like, a little corny. They're, they're, but a little they're definitely nose. the only ones that are over. Yeah, and they're the only ones people care cause about. Because they were like, yeah, they were ridiculous. And they're doing their moves, which is like they run off the ropes and bounce against each other. And King, who's a dad, is like, that's what you do in a mosh pit. He, yeah. He has to explain it. He's the cool one. Um, he was probably picking up 14 year old girls at that, that concert. Yeah, there are three so. announcers for this it's Jim Ross, Vincent Man, and Jerry the King Lawler. Yes. And so one amazing announcer, one man that likes to scream, and a guy that likes to make dad jokes and wears a flicks and t shirts. Yeah. Oh, uh,. I just want to say shout out uh, Jared King Lawler, who is 65. He was in a car accident with his girlfriend. They're both fine. Uh, she's 26, and that's not okay. So shout out Jared Hell King yeah, Lawler. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, he's doing good. He met her in the mosh pit. Yeah. Uh, was, uh, was she alive? Yeah, this, she was alive. Yeah. We by just WrestleMania go, rules, as long as the girl's alive. You divide alive by, by two, WrestleMania add WrestleMania. 13. It's yeah. legal. There you go. Um, yeah, Vince, they're all doing, speaking of the commentary, they're all kind of taking weird roles because techn- usually you have. A color, as we've had, a color guy and a play-by-play guy. And then sometimes you have, like, a color guy and a play-by-play and, like, a heel commentator type of thing. Is this the first year we're getting three? Or is it the second? We've had, the second. We had three at nine because... Oh, that's right. Yeah. We've had weird combinations. We've had weird combinations. Okay. But this one's strange because technically Vince should be doing play-by-play because Jerry the King Lawler can't do that. All he can do is read from his joke book, as we'll get to. And, or JR should be doing, you know the play-by-play because he's really good. But you get these weird things where Vince is kind of doing color as well, even though he's usually, like, the play-by-play guy. So he goes, you know, the hillbillies. He's like, you no telling what Phineas has been doing with those farm animals. Yeah, just cut out of nowhere. Yeah, pretty much. and even someone has to call him on it and, like, to it was play Ross. the joke. like, because he's from Oklahoma? I'm yeah. from Oklahoma. Am I also fucking Do animals? I fuck animals? What, are we, what are we talking about here? Yeah. Um... You know, and, and King gets the, he has uh, jokes like, you think Fleetwood Mac is a burger at McDonald's. I almost said a whopper of a joke, but I stopped myself, because that's too, that's also a Jerry the King Lawler joke. Alright, so, the point is, every other team sucks, except the head. Oh yeah, I have no other notes about this match. It's I think not a great they match. They win, I think, right? There's yeah. a lot of problems I have. At one point, it's referred to as fashion mania, because they're dressed slightly different. Yeah. Uh, Very fashionable. Fashion mania. There's a sign that you see only in the first match, which is a, who are these bums? <laughs> that guy's accurate. That side is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and here's my question about this is, uh, why isn't the apron at this WrestleMania steamed? The apron that goes around the ring is incredibly wrinkled. This WrestleMania. <laughs> it you, was the Attitude Era. You, you don't really, steam and press your clothes in the Attitude Era, brother. You, but it, you, oh, you know you're going to sell this forever. By this point, Coliseum Video is already repackaging every single WrestleMania. This is going to live forever in your company. You're showing clips from the last 13 years. Maybe a half an hour it would take. Maybe. Yeah. It would look incredibly better. No, we're not no, doing No, we're that. not going to bother. Okay. Yeah. But this is one of the first times, like, oh, JR is really, really, really great at selling events, like, throughout this match. He's recapping Raws that existed throughout, and no one else is really even considering They don't that. even really care. He does kind of get lost in the mix. You have these two loud assholes. That's my thing with him in this one, is he's not yet... 
because he keeps going back and forth in the company in the last few years before this of like he was there and not so he doesn't really have that position you know from here for the next several years he's the man on commentary so like but, but him and king is a big team but he was the guy who like really sold the legitimacy and he's great and yeah there's no problem with him and it's actually kind of cool that they have our announcers from france and our spanish language announcers yeah the first time they're all introduced at the top of the show but more importantly why did this open the match why did this open the card why not because it's not good. Well, we've had that almost all... We've had no, one we've good had, opening match. Yeah. Well, Brett versus Owen is Brett the only good a, yeah, opening match. Yeah, that was match. great. This is more confused. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe this is the perfect I think you opening. just do... Yeah, it's a real schmozzy bullshit thing with like, hey, there's some hillbillies Because even now, even the most WrestleMania mania, it's like, here's six guys. We don't know what to do with them. We like all of them. Fuck yeah, it. Go for it. throw them in. Yeah. That being said, the opening for the most recent WrestleMania was awesome. Yes. Uh, we will get to that in many weeks. Many, many, many weeks. Yeah. All right, so the match ends. The Headbangers win. Good. Awesome. Yeah, great. And then as soon as that's over, it's our first plug for the next pay-per-view. Yes. And this is... Uh, in I Your what, House, I think? In Your in House, your house 13, was the series, like and then they had, like, subtitles. So I'm not sure which it was, but the whole thing they're playing up is, like, look at these values. Sportsmanship. Camaraderie. Respect. And it's, like... They're shutting, showing with clips of, like, them not doing that because, you know, they're edgy. It's the mm-hmm. attitude era. Did you notice they spelled camaraderie? Like, how do you, I've only seen it ever. C-A-M-A-R-A-D-E, like, very French. Mm-hmm. They spelt it C-O-M-R-A-D-E-R-Y, which I've never seen. But apparently that's a legit spelling. But I, I thought know. it was funny that they had just misspelled it in their bumper. I feel like it's more likely to be misspelled now because it's easier to get a graphic up than it yeah. is in 96, 7? Yeah. Six, whatever. Yeah, I didn't notice. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. But it's the first of, I think, three or four times that they loop the same promo, and it ends with Austin, so we know how one of those matches is going to end up. Yeah. Anyways, that's a, it's fine. I just think, oh, right. we're going to see a lot but they're more selling their play. I mean, this is one of the first years where they did, like, you know, ten pay-per-views. They yeah. did, like, a mo- almost a monthly pay-per-view, up from, like, we've gone from one a year to adding SummerSlam and adding King of the Ring mm-hmm. and Survivor Series and all that, and... Yeah, this is the mid. In 2015, you have 12 a year. Yes. So okay, moving on is our our. What is this match? This is a singles match for the WWF Intercontinental Championship uh, with our champion Rocky Maiva. I can never pronounce that. Maiva? How do they say it? Malvi. Oh boy. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. It's It's the the Rock, rock, guys. It's the Rock. But it's not the Rock. It's the Rock before the Rock. Yes. He is not beloved yet. No, he's not. Um, Which I don't get. Here's what, okay, so this, so just set the scene, they bring out Honky Tonk Man. Cause he Which had, is the worst he sucks, man to bring out. But he had the belt, this is how, when people talk about like, oh, bringing back the IC belt, like mm-hmm. making it, they're not talking about Honky Tonk's like 454 days. That was the lowest period for this belt. Mm-hmm. He was garbage, garbage gimmick, we've gone over it. Um, but then they've got Captain Lou Albano, they've got Tony Atlas in the audience, and... Um, the Sultan? The Sultan, uh, who is a guy... He comes out. He is he masked the whole time. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. And he's got the he's wow, got the sheiks. This he's is got, a long match. We're like maybe he wore a mask. He's got the sheiks, like Middle Eastern Gimmick, Arabian kinda? shoes. Yeah. Um, it's Rikishi. So really? that's cool. Yeah. Also Fatu, who is one of the head shrinkers. Oh. So he's wrestled nice. a couple times before. Um, but this is him. Yeah, about half the size. It's it's it's, it's, uh, it's an Iraqi shredder. Iraqi shredder. That's his gimmick. Yeah, the Sultan. Yeah. Um, and there's fireworks for him, and they look horrible. But like you said, there's Bob Backlund's there. Iron Sheik is already there. Right, they're his managers. They they they, they teamed up to bring this monster, the Sultan. Right, and he's right. not even as monstrous. I mean, as Rikishi, he'd be about 200 pounds heavier. Yeah, he had like the same yoke. Well, he did better than Yokozuna because he's alive. It's not the best gimmick. No, but neither is the Rock's. Because the Rock's gimmick at this point is his dad was a wrestler. Yeah, and he looks like a baby. He looks like a like a pre-adolescent boy. Yeah. He's like if you've seen that picture of The Rock in a turtleneck and a fanny pack, that's that's not from this era, but it looks the same. No, it is from this era. I think it's from oh, '96. Yeah? yeah. Oh, I thought it's from when he's younger. But anyway, so he's there. But I mean, he had been in the midst of this face push where they were like, "He is. He's the guy. You should like him. He's very smiley and he's a big looking guy, and people hated it." This is before the die Rocky die chance, um, but well, we're it's, getting there. We're you getting can there, see but that. it's like people are right on the edge. I mean, even the king gets stuff in where he's like, "The rock's so boring." Even Christopher Reeve walked out in reference to his slammy win the night before. Yeah. So yeah, it's really really bad. Yeah, I mean, his king's whole thing is like, "Who cares about this?" And at that point, he's basically playing the role of the audience because mm-hmm. nobody is buying this guy as a legit 
There is Please. one movie has a, like his skill set isn't that great, never really was, but his DDT on the Sultan did look really, really good. Yeah, he's not the worst wrestler. No, no, I mean he's and and his stuff would kind of, you know, very much follow a like a template during the Attitude Era that they use a lot still. Very simple, like a, when he was over and when everybody loved him, his matches were very simple the way mm-hmm. they would they would build. And but this is just it's yeah, they just doesn't have that charisma yet. Not there. There's no presence. Um, and they're just Vince is just selling it over and over. His dad and his um, his dad, Rocky Johnson. Which is Rocky another Johnson. weird thing because we don't know Rocky Johnson. Yeah, they keep. I mean, that's the thing. You're looking. Are they trying to get some people's like parents in the it, audience? It's fine, but like he didn't wrestle for the WWF since WrestleMania. Did he ever wrestle for the WWF? I don't. Maybe. Even, yeah. He was a wrestler for sure. We're yeah. not saying he didn't have a long career. Right. Right. But he didn't wrestle for these same people. Yeah, it's Once just strange again, it's to look back at a different history. It doesn't make any sense. So obviously the match ends. Rocky wins, and and Rocky, Rocky Johnson comes out and saves him because yes, he's getting beat up, attacked, which is awesome because he's getting attacked with the flag, which is the best way to attack someone. Your flag match, yeah. basically. your basic flag match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so that's cool. But this is still yeah. This is once again watching a a key figure not yet putting it together, and it's kind of interesting if it's, you watched him. And it's it's funny because you have this stuff happen currently. Uh, Rock's one of his kind of cousins is Roman Reigns, current WWE superstar, and he got a similar type of like, this is the guy. He's he's the one you should like, and fans revolted. They wanted, you know, and yeah, The Rock was booed at Royal Rumble 2015 by associating with this guy, and it was like a shock. Yeah, he didn't really he didn't know, know what to do. He hadn't had that happen in 20 years, and but it's funny because now Reigns is doing fine mm-hmm. because it's just basically like you let them once you get over and you you make it. It's funny, fans are like, oh, it's not, it wasn't organic. But it's never organic. It's fake. It's fake, guys. Yeah, it's fun. It's still real you, but it's fake. You know, so like... Nothing ever has been organic. That's yeah, okay. It's not a meritocracy. It's okay. So we we don't see the real Rock yet, but we'll see him. And it's soon. not really that much different than WrestleMania 12 for Stone Cold. Like, well, oh, yeah. one year, huge difference. Yeah, yeah. So And they put it together. It's not even... It doesn't even take the full year. We get thrown back to the dressing rooms, and they look like shit. Rose Mountain Horizon in 1996 yeah. looks like garbage, which makes me like this WrestleMania so much more. Yeah. They couldn't steam the shit, and they... This place looks garbage. like garbage. It's amazing. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. No major sports team plays there. What is this thing for? DePaul basketball plays there. DePaul is... This is Rosemont Horizon. This is like two stops or one stop from the uh, Blue Line uh, O'Hare stop, the last one. So technically, it's not even the city. Yeah. It's one stop outside the city. My college basketball team played there. It's maybe seven miles away, Is this like if, if they did a WrestleMania at like George Mason? At the Colonial, it's a little bit closer. The Patriots side? No, because you can easily get there. Okay. That's the you difference. just read the train. Yeah. Uh, the minor league hockey... Not the minor league. The uh, different league hockey team They just call there. hockey just the minor league. Fuck you. The, uh, I'm a big punk fan. <laughs> so what, what are they called? The AHL? When, like, when the NHL was on strike, they actually became popular. Okay. The, the Chicago Wolves play there. Gotcha. But it's, that's it, yeah. So it's not a... Yeah. It's a lot of concerts. It's the type of thing they would do house shows at. During this era, and they still you know? do. And they, they still, still have the yeah. The Raw was there the other week. Yeah. So it's actually a great building for this. It's pretty small. Yeah. It's not too anything. It's kind of outdated in a cool way. The ceiling is uh, wood, which is great. Yeah. So it actually sounds amazing when you're in there. But, but yeah. we're backstage for a couple interviews. It looks like shit. Yeah. And it's uh, they're interviewing Ken Shamrock, who's our guest referee, um, who's going to... Uh, ref the submission match between Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, no DQ submission match. Um, and at this point, he is like the ultimate fighter. They had just kind of started UFC. He's one. He's Lesnar before Lesnar. Yeah, he, like he's great. Yeah, he's, he's half. Of, he's half of Lesnar. He's so. He looks like he could destroy everyone in the building. He just looks angry. Yeah, it's great. I love yeah. it. All right, so here we and go. then we interview Triple H with China. Because the, uh, Triple H is about to have a match. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and China has recently come into the fray as his bodyguard. She's like an Amazonian woman. Yes. She's a very Great. severe looking woman. And they're kind of like, what is your, your relationship? What's your role? And he was like, doesn't matter. Like, don't so worry it, about it. doesn't it. matter. Don't it worry. doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, which kind of sets you up for what happens when they come at the ring. Because um, you see a lot of signs and stuff. Of like, who wears the pants? And mm-hmm. who's got a willy? I'm quoting, uh, thankfully. Uh and Vince, when they cut to the signs, Vince is laughing heartily. Once again, like a guy who read about laughter in a book. <laughs> uh, King makes a joke about uh, her being breastfed by her father. I mean, this is setting Jim up... Jim Ross a... doesn't say a lot. Yeah. It's he, pretty bad. Yeah. 
So He's just making sure the check clears. We haven't even said who China, or more importantly, who Hunter Hearst Helmsley is taking on. He will be fighting Goldust, once again with Marlena, in a singles match. And for the second straight year, there's a weird effect for Goldust on his intro when we see him. They go to widescreen. No, it's not just. Oh, they do like a weird. They do like this a weird, weird filter, like not late mid '90s bullshit. But video it's game like filter. It's like if you. All right, we had video production class in like fourth grade, and I remember you could do a couple different. You could do like Star Wipe type stuff, and I guarantee this was probably a button on that yeah, control for sure. panel. All right, so there is no video package. We don't know why this fight is happening. Yeah, but Jr. is giving us enough backstory where we know why they're fighting. And why would that be? Just cause. Like, yeah. he's just, he's giving you good enough reasons. It, that doesn't really matter. Right. That being said, Goldus is a really good wrestler. Yes. And Triple H is really good at taking bumps. So yeah. this is not a bad match. Yeah, and it's a good match by two, like, key Attitude Era people. I mean, Goldus, this is his gimmick throughout the Attitude Era. Mostly, I mean, just maybe changes towards the end. But, like, Triple H, this is not his gimmick, obviously. He's not in DX yet or anything. But his moveset's the same. The running day, yeah. the pedigree, all that stuff. Um, it's two really competent men. Goldus is better, but... He's not young enough. He's not pretty enough. Yeah. This is his. This is his plateau. Yes, um, and the, like I was saying, it is interesting in the announcing of it. Jr. does go. I don't have a joke book handy like some folks. Yeah, it's so like they're takes, calling two completely different matches. Yeah, so he takes a shot because it's like, what are we doing here? Um, but yeah, the match is. It's very like it's a competent match. It is long. It's, it's very the, long. It's not the longest by it's fourteen minutes. It does not need to be fourteen minutes. No, but it ends where basically. Triple H bumps in a gold dust. It's a it's a Rube Goldberg finish where uh, no relation to Goldberg. Triple H bumps in a gold dust. Then wait 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 wait. I bet if gold did, there gold. has to be a Rube gold dust. Rube Goldberg. Rube, Rube Goldberg. Rube gold dust like series on YouTube, which is just like a bunch of like RKOs that are nowhere. <laughs> patent patent pending. Yes. <laughs> so Triple H bumps in a gold dust. Who then bumps in a Marlena who was on the apron. Who then falls in China's arms like a baby. And then China, what you shouldn't do to a baby, she ragdolls her. She looks like she got hurt. Yeah, yeah, she got like legit hurt. Yeah, she probably did. Yeah, uh, China was like Triple H's like gym buddy. Yeah, really. Yeah, and he, like, did, didn't her they in. date that? Weren't they? Yeah, yeah, whatever, bro. We got a problem with my spotter. No, it's just weird now listening because this is the easiest couple in WrestleMania history to like know anything about if you want to find out anything about like their private life. Yeah. And it's just the way everything ended is like really sad for one of them. Yeah. And it's not Triple H. It's, yeah, it's not the um, the face of the, the business. And side. that being said, Triple H doesn't really come off as a bad guy either. He doesn't. It's it's strange though cuz like they're they're kind of both heels coming into this cuz Triple Hunter Hearst Helmsley is a rich kid. He's the rich kid, yeah. snobby rich kid, and Goldust is the weird androgynous guy. But who's then, married? Who's, who's mar- married who's to married? Marlena, who's always like smoking a big black cigar um, and reading Freud. And but then like Goldust at the end, they're like he's an emotional young man, so he's the baby face now because Marlena got ragdolled. It's yeah, very... he, he uh, carries her from the ring in his arms. Yeah, it's very strange. It's it's very it's not, that's why I didn't hate this match because I kind of like when it's vague. Yeah. And, you could root for either team. You could read, yeah, you could root for either guy, yeah. and it's a fun match. And the match is over, and we get to our most important clip of the night, and that is Shawn Michaels trying to figure out how to use a laptop. Yeah, he's on AOL, but he's, like, using the laptop <laughs> like he's in the, the prologue of 2001. He's, like, hitting it with sticks like it's the model. And he's like, hey, nerd, come on! <laughs> I'm just a sexy boy. I don't know how to use a computer. <laughs> It's um, so great. It's yeah, he's so trying to look great. up Playgirl.com. How have you not made a gif of that? Oh, I really should. Um... Yeah, and at this point, when they're doing this, I'm, I've realized in my notes that there was had been no promo packages mm-hmm. for any of this stuff. Nope. Which is like, some of it didn't it didn't matter because the the matches didn't need them. No. But it also like it's why the matches why we could have started this in a couple matches from now. But Jr. Like I said before, makes this okay. Yes. He does give you context. So let's move on to another few guys that are still not exactly there in terms of yes. figuring it out. So it's Owen Hart and the British Bulldog, who are the tag champions, versus Mankind and Vader with Paul Bearer. Um, Vader and Mankind, uh, or no, actually, it's the Bulldog and Owen are coming down, and JR is interviewing them in the aisle as they're walking to the ring. I don't know. It's very strange, but they're basically teasing their breakup. Mm-hmm. And then um, Mankind had actually debuted uh, the night after WrestleMania 12. And he had feuded with Taker and stuff. And it's Mick Foley. It's the leather mask. It's his, like... It's his iconic the, look. It's his iconic look. It's the darker part of the the character. I mean, it eventually became a com- kind of comedy character. But this is still when he's just like a legit kind of You're weirdo. with Paul Bearer. You're yeah. evil. Yeah, you're, you're, you're the bad guy. 
um, you've torn out your hair and you're missing part of your ear and stuff like that. Which is true. Ironically, I just didn't even put this in my notes. I forgot. The, his Part of his ear is missing because of a match with Vader. I did not realize that. Yeah, in WCW. He got... I, I, I know that he was missing part of his ear. Yeah, they don't do... The I don't match. think they do the spot in this match, but uh, Mankind had gotten... It's like a hangman spot where, mm-hmm. you know when the ropes cross over? He had his head stuck in between yeah. it, and they he was choking, and he just t- tore himself out of it and yeah. tore off part of his ear because he's hardcore. Um, yeah, so this... Uh, this match happened. Solid wrestling, but no story. Yep. And then um, it's a count the, the interesting that ha- The interesting things that happen do, don't happen in the ring. The interesting right. things are they keep showing... Uh, Helen and Stu Hart. Yes. And they're making the parents yeah, and, of Owen Hart, the parents of Bret Hart, and they obviously do not want to be on camera. Yeah, and they keep making I think King Sart keeps making his jokes about how dead they are. Yeah. Um and the attendance is not is announced during this match, and that's a bad sign because usually yeah. they announce that when there's not a match going on. Right. At one point the crowd the the camera just pans to the entire arena. Bad yeah. sign. Yeah. Really bad sign. Um it does give a chance for JR to whip out your favorite queen is RuPaul to to the king. Great. Which I don't even know the context of that. Yep. Um, um, yeah, so it's the... Uh, and then it's a double... It's a de- double count, count out. out yeah, because they just take out. it out of the ring and then uh, Mankind gets his finisher, which is the mandible claw, mm-hmm. which is two of your which fingers and a thumb like around your, your mandible. It's great. Yeah. And, uh, and that just ends. Paul Bear's urn is used as a weapon, which is the second best thing he uses as a weapon. The first, obviously, being a flag. And we've yeah. already seen that. So right. Where's Megaphone falling there? Not even close. Megaphone is a distraction to all of the, the trombone and the New Day gimmick. Okay. No, you don't actually hit somebody with it. You just like pretend you got hit with it. Fair enough. That's the best way to use there it. There you go. So now we actually do get to our first promo package. Yes. Uh, and it's the only one that matters. Uh, it is the Bret Hart and versus Austin promo package. So before this, Bret Hart had been... Does that sound right to you? Oh, absolutely. Yes. He so, was the face of the yeah, company. Bret Hart had been... He was out of the company for about six months, kind of like finding himself. He like did... They showed it during the um, the Bret Hart-Shawn Michaels rivalry documentary on... Documentary, air quotes, on WWE on the network. Um, but he he did like a, some Western show that must have been on USA or something. Like he thought he was going to be a legit actor, but mm-hmm. he didn't know that he actually can't act. Um, so he took away... You know, he lost his smile. He's gone for six months. When he comes back... Uh, Shawn Michaels is your, you know, your, your face of your company. Stone Cold is just tearing shit up. And just, like, the whole company and everything has changed. It's Stone kinda, Cold is Nirvana to Bret Hart's Motley Crue. Very good. I like that better than Negro Leagues because I just don't like when people say Negro Leagues. That was the name of the league. <laughs> everything about this video package is great, except it ends in a preposition. I don't. I didn't have the last line written down, okay. but that really bothers me. Yeah, you edited this. It would help if I had the line, but I. It's don't. different. I just remember when, when he goes, you're just calling it live. This is a script. We need to do better. I just remember a line being in there. Then, by remember, I mean it's written right here. Is what becomes of Brett the Hitman Hart? So that was basically, and that's the premise of your match. So that's, that's a great. good promo. The funny, the interesting thing in here is there's a good. Um, they show clips of it where he did. He did like a work shoot. Uh, Hart did a work shoot promo. And I think a couple months, like a month or so before mm-hmm. this or something on Raw, where he was like, this is bullshit. I'm getting screwed out yeah. here. And it's definitely worked because everything he's saying, it's very much like, what the hell is going on? I was supposed to be the guy. Now mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. He's doing it. He's doing it to Mick McMahon in the ring. Who's like, McMahon's like interviewing him. But it's definitely how he felt. It's great. And him getting screwed is going to be a trope. I mean, we'll touch on it next time, but it's, it's definitely the trope of his 97. It's, this is already starting out. Yeah. So great. So, but then what happens, what becomes of the Brett the Hitman heart? Glass shatters. It's so great. <laughs> Stone, Stone Cold. Cold. The, is it the best entrance music in all of wrestling? It's the most iconic. What's better? No joke. No, there's literally nothing. Glass breaking and the dun 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 yeah. dun dun. What's yeah. better than? I'm trying to think. Like because the glass I, break is so much better than even it, it's up. I'd say the only thing that's close is the gong because depending the gong when is they good. do it. Because the, the Undertaker gong, really especially good. when it's when it's out of nowhere, because that means somebody's getting sacrificed. The devil. So that's it, cool. It's yeah, pretty the devil's cool. cool. It's a cool. I guy. don't know. There's two that are obviously on probably both of our lists, which is the punk one. Which is called the personality, yeah. but it's not his entire run. No, and everything before that is horrible. His post-hardcore song is really oh, good. Ugh. Yeah, no, I mean, there's really nothing. I think it's the glass glass shatters because it's also <laughs> the only thing that's like. I think there are two that are maybe as good, All but right. they're for different reasons. The Rock. 
But the rocks because now, like, no, like, I mean, like yeah. now when the Rock comes back, because you never really expect it. Even when he's like yeah. got a WrestleMania coming up, it's like, oh, it's the Rock's here. He's a huge movie star. Yeah. He's fun. He's gonna say something stupid about butts. <laughs> and then, no joke, Cena. Yeah, think about it. It's such an iconic like loop. It was for a professional actual rapper. Ghostface Killer. Exactly. He raps his own theme song. People chant how he sucks while he's rapping his own they, theme song. They harmonize. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty good. But, but in terms of badass, yes. Don't yes, but in 97, the glass break, glass shattering was the best. So he comes oh, this is so good. through the it's tunnel. so good. Yeah, and the, there was actually glass shattered. So now there's just glass there, which is great. Um, because other people will have to come out through there. It's so great. Um, yeah, the next guy being Bret Hart. Bret Hart, who comes out not not happy. No. No, he's not a happy guy, and so he shouldn't great. be. Uh, this is a, as we said, it's a no-disqualification submission submission match. We should say who the heel is when we start the match. When Stone we Cold start, Steve Austin yeah. is the heel. He's the he's a bad he guy. He is a bad man, because he says things like, uh, fuck you. Yeah. And uh, puts his middle finger up and says, I'm, don't fuck with me. Yeah. I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. Those are all quotes. Yes. <laughs> And Bret Hart is the good guy because he wears hot pink and gives his glasses to the kids. Yeah, whatever. So that they do that, and instantly it's a fucking brawl. So it's a brawl, and this is the funny thing: the last time we saw Stone Cold in he's twelve, a, he's a it, nothing. It's a nothing jobber who it, gives yeah. a shit. And it was a brawl, but this is a brawl when he when he was on. Like this is why he was the biggest guy and arguably the biggest guy in wrestling ever is because he he has that presence. Is this better than three? Is yeah. this better than Macho Man Steamboat and three? That one is is like so pristine. Exactly, it, like, was, it goes in a museum, you know. But this one, as we'll see, is fucking. This is gnarly. better though. Yeah, I kind of rather have this. Yeah, and I mean the crowd is. That's hot. the Beatles. Tomorrow never knows, and this is Ramones. Ramones. Ugh, I hate the Ramones. Fuck you. So the crowd is so hot, and the Rosemount is always very this, good. You could have not picked a better venue for this. Yeah. Um, so it, it's just a brawl. I mean, it's a no DQ, so we just Within start... Within, like, two minutes, we're outside the ring. We're outside the ring. We're over the barricade. When we finally get into the ring, there's chairs. And my thing about that is, they got to bring back the blue chairs. Well, let's let's go through the match as okay. it happens. We're out of the ring. This is all thanks to Stone Cold being a cool dude. He's calling the match, I'd like to say. He yeah. calls this match, which means he, he determines what's going to happen next. At one point, he tries to rip a soda... Uh, tray from a vendor and the vendor was like no dude I need this for my job <laughs> yeah. that's a Chicago thing and then he and so instead he takes a soda and just throws it at Bret Hart do you want to be part of history or do you want to make like $20 I gotta, I gotta pay my bills fuck you Stone yeah. Cold that's amazing yeah. that's not gonna happen anywhere else you think in the Las Vegas one they'd be like woo whatever no no some dude so, so many people are touching them Way too many people. This is completely inappropriate. There is not nearly enough security. A security guard takes a knee to the back really early on in the match. <laughs> this is amazing. It's, they go up an aisle. This is the chaos of a real brawl in the crowd. This is so good. Which always works. At one point, Bret Hart body drops Stone Cold on the steps of the arena. Like, yeah, not not the not those friendly metal steps at the ring. No, <laughs> this is way harder. This is way worse for you because yeah. you're just on cement. Yeah. Like, sort of, oh my god, this is the best. Uh, how, yeah, this works from the start, and it's so clear why this works. Yeah. This is amazing. Because, it's, because this is the thing with good matches, when a little bit of real life bleeds in, no pun intended, we'll see, like, that's, that, you can feel that. How is this not the main event? Yeah. We'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll but get to that later. This is the main event in our hearts. Oh my god. Uh, so they do eventually get back to the ring. But before they're actually in the ring... Stone Cold's in the ring, and Bret Hart's out of the ring, and he gives him a figure four leg lock with um, on the ring post. Holy shit! Yeah, so he's like bent we're combining over the two best things in the world. We're combining Bret Hart, not the best things, the in, best world, things in, in the world, in wrestling, in the wrestling world. We're combining Stone Cold's brawling with uh, Hart's precision moves. Yeah. That's what you get. This is yeah, and it's and fuck. it's the storytelling because at this point Austin does have his knee brace, so it's like it's a thing with Thank Austin you. matches to like go after the knee. Oh my god! Yeah. but it's not t- he's. Yeah, it's later it works. on in his career. He's actually so paralyzed; like he should not be wrestling. He's got like two knee braces on. It's right. like seeing an old man. This is like it's the like when Forrest Gump runs in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, or Larry Bird at the end of his career. He's like laying down on the sidelines. It's bad. But yeah, this but is this like this is peak. Oh, God damn, this is yeah. great. At one point, the king yells, "It's WrestleMania, baby!" So I thought I, you were already in the room when I was watching this. At one point, <laughs> he also yells, "Hit that drunk with the jacket on." <laughs> 
Just in, he doesn't say who the he, who doesn't fucking clarify the pronoun, what kind of jacket. It's amazing. I think yeah. he was referring to Stone Cold and some guy in a leather coat that just wouldn't stop touching him. But we can never tell. As okay. soon as we get to that leg lock that's over, there's a fucking chair headshot from Stone Cold to Hart. That's an instant fucking concussion. Oh, yeah. We have ten more minutes to we go. Were taking, they were taking a lot of unprotected oh, chair shit. shots to the head. And then there's a chair to the back just to make sure. Yeah. And you said you wanted to bring the blue chairs back. Yes. Why? They pop so much better. It's so great. They're so great because, like, they used to use the blue cage, which we saw in WrestleMania two, mm-hmm. um, which looks a lot better than a chain link fence cage mm-hmm. or whatever they use now, and not the Hell in a Cell, like the proper cage you can climb over, and the blue cage, like the grid pattern, it looked like it just looks like a video game. It looks like what you, yeah. like a death match video game, <laughs> and the blue chairs are this kind of like. Like not baby blue, they're like a cerulean. Like they just, you could imagine the nosebleed. This is the you first st- time the word cerulean has been used in a WrestleMania podcast. Uh, when that chair hits someone in the head, even in the nosebleeds, you're following the arc of that chair because it's, it's just it so oh looks so good. And they're still gimmick. I mean, they're still like just the, you know, you can do that with. You're 100 percent right. You're 100 percent right. You paint them soon after an amazing chair shot to the back of uh, Bret Hart. We get information that Brett's daughter is there. She's covering her eyes. That's horrible parenting. <laughs> horrible parenting. Yeah. And then you then and right at that moment you it becomes clear. Oh, this is the best match yet. This is way better than the ladder match that we both loved at yeah. Madison Square Garden. This has personal stakes on the line. His his as we've we've seen oh his parents God. are there and also his kid is there. <laughs> the king is like she's got to cover her ugly face, which is really good. <laughs> I have to say, great. as far as king, because that's. That's the type of joke you could redeem yourself with that kind because of because it's not off of like like a thousand one jokes on the toilet. It's no, that's like, just a man being mean to a just, child, which is what a heel does. That's this good. This is so good. Yeah, There's, Stu Hart does look pretty horrified. That might also be his face because he's a horrible person. This match, this it will either turn you on to this era completely or turn you off of this era completely. Yeah, because we're getting to the most important part of the match, yes. and we've already had so many iconic moves. That are better than everything in the first, I'd say, nine WrestleManias, other than that one perfect match. Yeah, perfect match, ladder match, and then this. This is a no DQ. Yes. No no count out, whatever. No pinfalls match. Right. This is a submission match. You have to... Submit. Submit. Now, Stone Cold, history that you don't need to know, but it kind of helps if you know it, did not want to have this match. Because he doesn't wrestle like this. This is a wrestle match. This is a wrestle match. This is a match specifically for a guy like Bret Hart, who has submissions, who has like locks and holds that you are supposed to say, "I quit." Yeah. When you do the stunner, you don't say, "I quit." You you you're knocked out. Yes. So there's nothing to do there. So uh, what do they do? We get outside the ring one more time. Austin gets reversed into the railing. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then so I don't know exactly when he gets bladed. Exactly. I watched back maybe ten times. Yeah. Couldn't figure it because out. Because Hart, like, for some reason, he wanted Hart to blade him. Now, here's the thing. He he had it as a call. Like, a like. this is no different than a football option. When the quarterback is running to the <laughs> this, this is exactly the same yeah. thing. He's running the sideline, and he's got a guy. And he could pitch it out to the running back, or he can keep it. He gave that option to Bret Hart for his skull. Yeah. If you want to blade me. He had the blade in his mouth. What the fuck? Yeah. Because they're carnies. Because they're carnies. So Bret Hart had a, pl- a piece of a razor blade in his mouth for the beginning of this, spits it out, and then... How? And then he's... These are magicians. Hart, they're magicians. And ta-da, it's a lot of blood. Bret Hart maintains it was just a cat scratch. So does Stone Cold. Yeah. But for some reason, he it is like Perfect. a fountain of blood. This is the best blade job we've seen yet. Yes. This is on a bald man. That's sweaty. And we're, this happens... This match is 22 minutes. This happens maybe around minute 19. Yeah. It's the perfect time for a blade to happen. We finally right. get back into the ring. The announcers notice that Austin has some blood on him. Yeah. And uh, we're in the first of, I think, th- two or three submission holds from Bret Hart. Right. Well, there's a little... Do we get into the... He gets the ropes once, at least. Right. Well, the... Um, do we get... To, there's also the power cord. Oh, the power cord. Yes, so, the power, does yeah. the power cord happen after the blade? Austin, after the blading at one point, That's Austin right. is bleeding. That's right. They're standing on the apron. He, oh my he God. brings up a, like a 20-foot power forget, cord. Uh, or how like, do I forget about him how trying did he, to murder a that's man? How, that's how he murdered a guy. With a power, this is amazing. He chokes him out with a power cord. 
And then how do he you get, wraps it around his, his head neck. three times. And how do you get out of that? You hit a guy in the head with a ring bell. That's a amazing. A guy who's already bleeding from the head. This is the best match Which, ever. Which, by the way, they still had to use that ring bell the rest of the night. <laughs> and the mat, too. This is the best. Yeah, so he is... He is... Uh, in, at one point, he's in the, when he's in the sharpshooter, which is Bret Hart's iconic finisher, mm-hmm. they cut to to uh, Austin's face, and he's screaming, he's bleeding profusely. It's an iconic image. They use it in the opening credits for the whole Attitude Era after this. It's they just should, because yeah. they should. And if you've seen it, you know the image, because it's just It's, it's just so crazy. cool. Um, and so in that sharpshooter, though, he um, passes out. Mm-hmm. And they just say, oh, because of blood loss. And he refused to give up. Yeah. And he, um, there's a lot of Austin never gave up screaming by uh, Jim Ross. Yeah, which it's is so perfect. And so, um, but then Brett is not done. So he like keeps kicking him. And then Shamrock, the ref, has to pull him off and be like, you're not supposed to kick the guy. By He's the way, already dead. I could ultimately fight you, so fuck off. Like, ultimate, capital U, capital F. Uh, he suplexes, uh, Shamrock suplexes Hart. Which is great. And then kind of challenges him to fight, and Hart's like, fuck it, and walks yeah. out, gets booed. He is now the heel. On the way back to the uh, to the dressing room, a fan gives him the finger, yeah. and for the first time, I think in WWF history, we see Bret Hart give the finger to a fan. Which is great. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember if this was before or after he had... Um, well, because there was a time where he did, like, before he... We'll get to it eventually after, you know, in a few months what happens, but where he's spitting, he does spit in Vince's face at one point, but he had yeah. done other stuff, like he was starting to, some of this stuff, the work stuff, but yeah, flipping off the fan definitely fits with that. Oh, but now at this point, yeah, Stone Cold, who you were, some people were kind of, like he is the heel, but he is, but he was over, him, I mean, but people love on. him. There's a lot of Austin 360. And then as soon as he doesn't give up and, and Bret Hart is a little baby, they, they love the guy. And uh, so, so another ref comes in because Stone Cold's passed out. He's passed out, goes. so another ref comes in to see what's going on, and Austin's roused from his sleep, and he gives the stunner to the ref for no reason because yeah. he's still a badass. And then he like walks out on one leg. He's yeah, and he's a face now, and he's the face of the company. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Yeah, and Vince is like at one point he's like, well, that was a you know he doesn't say how a match, but he's like, and one we're not necessarily proud to show you, but because at this point they. I think they actually avoided getting fined for the blade because, as we said, you can't really see when it happened. It yep. wasn't obvious when they watched back. Mm-hmm. And, and they kind of, that's the kind of stuff when it does work. Like when, like recently, at Hell in a Cell, when yeah. Undertaker and Brock Lesnar are in a cage beating each, a Hell in the Cell match and they're beating each other to death, there should be some blood. Or else the whole illusion is broken. And so, yes, when you do it once in a while, it matters. It's not, this isn't the, this isn't ECW or like the backyard stuff. There's no shards of glass coming out of these guys, but it's like, it just works. Cause it's Perfect. like, they're beating each other. This is a grudge Perfect match. Perfect amount. Yes. Perfect amount. Everything after this seems silly. Yeah. Like why bother? It's like Brock Lesnar now. You also, have to headline. Here's, here's the, this, what happens, this net, the difference between these two matches is exactly the inverse of what just happened at Hell in a Cell. At Hell in a Cell, um, Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns also were in a Hell in a Cell match. They used a bunch of weapons. Uh, they had a Bray Wyatt basically took a kendo stick, which is like a, saw, a long yeah, yeah. stick. He basically takes this is for the listener, Brandon. He takes a kendo stick to the eye. Fuck you. He takes a kendo stick to the eye. Um, it was a one you know off the apron into a table. Like they were pulling out all the stops, but there's no blood. But it's still at the end. You're like that was a hard Very competent. Yeah, match. I at first I was like, is did Bray actually take? Because it's it's a margin of inches. Did he actually? Poke his fucking eye out. It was a good match where you're like concerned for the safety of the guys. And then Undertaker and, and Wyatt and uh, Lesnar have a match where they they literally ripped up the the ring and put each other through it and were bleeding profusely. Yeah, that's cool. Blood rules. And you can't do that match. You have to do that match second. You for, because if you do the other one, if you do that match first, there's no way to live up to it. Yep. So our so next here's match, a, the classic Chicago street fight, which is not a thing. I'm pretty sure it's a thing. They have them a lot. Pretty sure it's a thing. All right. So this is between the... Um, I'll just explain the easy one first. The Legion of Doom with Ahmed Johnson. Uh, Legion of Doom is Hawk and Animal. And Ahmed Johnson's Ahmed Johnson. We, I liked him. I brought. I talked about him a lot in 12. Yes. The uh, end. It turns out the reason, as I'm watching Raws from 96 and stuff, the reason Ahmed Johnson wasn't good other than having like uh, legit kidney issues was uh, he did his promos while like gargling marbles. He could not... He couldn't talk. It was ridiculous. Um, they're against the Nation of Domination, 
which is Farouk Crush. The team in the ring is going to be Farouk Crush and Savio Vega, which represents in real life uh, Nation of Islam plus the Black Panther Party. But most, but and the leader is Louis Farrakhan. Yeah. So that's essentially what the nation. That's is. what this is. And so here's the question: Is this the most racist gimmick? Yes. Yes, but their actual team, like there is Farouk, who's Ron Simmons, who's a black guy. Crush, who we've seen multiple times. This is his gimmick where he is just like a bad guy with like an X in his head. He's white. Savio Vega, who's Puerto Rican. So it's like it's, it's like a, a racially it's, it's inclusive. It's a United Nations nation of Islam. Yeah. Yeah. It, which is United actually, Nations of Islam is pretty is pretty catchy. Yeah. They could have also done that. So this is the first time we have a plug for WrestleMania 14. Yes. Right after the introduction of the nation. Tickets are not on sale. <laughs> Because they don't know what advertising is. So here's the thing. They're smart enough to line up the next year's WrestleMania. They're like, all right, we yeah. didn't sell this one out. We should probably make this a thing people travel for. This is our Super Bowl, right? You couldn't work out a Ticketmaster thing? Like, you, you, you have the date lined up. How hard is it? Yeah. Even I know how hard it is. It's not hard. Yeah. It's actually not that hard. You didn't think of that. They couldn't get the have Facebook invite? They couldn't get anything? You could have set this up within an hour. <laughs> An easy, within yeah. an hour. This is not contracts with vendors. You're renting out the establishment. There's a set amount of seats. The wrestling, and especially WWF history, WWE, is always, like, amazing that this company still exists. And wins. They win the war. You know, like, that's the crazy thing. Because when you watch a lot of... All right, well, here's... Let's get to this bullshit match. So it's it's a... a, You're doing a hardcore match, essentially, with no blood. You're doing all weapons and street signs and two-by-fours and... There's a sign for, like, Rosemont Horizon parking, which is fun. Because they took it out from outside, which is great. But the thing is, it's... You just had a guy who was bleeding profusely, who didn't give up, and they were in the crowd. Like, you can't beat that. Also, yeah, it's also like, if you, you if you know what Stone Cold looks like, he's wearing uh, black boots, a black knee brace, and black... Uh, black trunks. That's it. Yeah. Uh, versus, and now here are three guys with shoulder pads on. Yeah. It's not... It's this, yeah, it's very strange. Um, well, here, let's go through it really quick. There's a poster in the crowd of Farouk saying, I'm a bum. Which I think yeah. is a great poster. Yeah. I like all these signs where everyone's like, who are these bums? Get these bums out of here. Uh, like you said, they literally bring up the kitchen sink. Yeah. Because... Because it's get it? Yep. Get it? There's a fire extinguisher that goes up multiple times, which is both a great and horrible idea. Yeah. Because it's great for the viewer at home. Yeah. It's a like, gimmicked one, though, because it just shoots like... It shoots out... Sure. Yeah. But but the gimmick ones are even worse, because now you just have maybe... Clouds of powder. So, wait, could I see the match because of this PlayStation blunt that's floating around, or is it the fire extinguisher that's blocking maybe a quarter of the arena? Yeah. Twice. It yeah. goes up that's, twice in massive amounts. That's a good spot. So, the, the, the spots that are actually... The weapon spots are all dumb. The ones that are good are they're using... And the announcing tables they have now are these kind of, like, behemoths that... That are gimmick to break. They were using like the fold-out tables that they use yeah. when they use tables now, and they've got the giant monitors just on them. They're not recessed yeah. or anything. They're just sitting on them with like a tablecloth. So when you pile drive a guy through the table, it hurts. It hurts real bad. Yeah. Uh, there's a noose. Yeah, you shouldn't uh, lynch the black guy. Thankfully, thankfully, I have that note as well. We later lynch. We lynch guy. everyone. It's yeah. pretty much equal lynching. This is see, it's a, all the racism of the nation of domination stuff. Is counteracted because everybody looks bad in this. Yeah, no one. But at the same time, it's like sort of a wash. Yeah, and then it and then it ends, but it's not even clear Crush, how it ends. Crush eats a pin because it is, at the at the end of the day, it's a three on three tag match, and it's not even three on three though because the nation has like six dudes. Yeah, well, they're, they, a, they're oh. a nation of domination, and you need more guys. And fair point. They uh, they eventually just pin someone. They pin Crush. Yeah. And that's over. But then it's not because yeah, because they, so like the Legion of Doom and Johnson start celebrating, but they're still getting like fought. Yeah, because then they have to set up. I have to say, a double Doomsday device looks pretty great. That's, you that's put yeah, that's two true. guys on your shoulders like chicken fights, and then one guy jumps off the top turnbuckle and close lines them. And that kind of is reminiscent of most previous Raw, where there yes. was like a three four way thing. That was cool. Yeah, well, that's the, the and that's why. Oh yes, and. Um, also, Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns, when they tag, they use the Doomsday Device. Yeah. So. so it's like, there's some cool stuff here. There but are it's some like cool spots, but... A loss overall. But at a certain point, like, you're so exhausted emotionally and, like, yeah. exhausted from the last match, and it was so good. Anything next. It's Especially, gonna be shit. don't highlight the fact that these guys are not even... The last blood. thing I do want to highlight, though, before we move on to our headlining match, is, uh, well, the Legion of Doom and I'm under celebrating, Ahmed's trunks have now become a thonk. 
Oh, that was Ahmed Johnson all the time. I didn't know that. That would always happen. He did not wear enough clothes. It's kind of like Titus O'Neil, current Russell, has that problem a little bit because it's just he's too much so man to just be wearing a bikini. Really hot, muscular black men can't dress themselves in WWE. I'm saying they shouldn't just wear trunks. <laughs> At least Ahmed had like a lot of knee brace. Leg These guys stuff going like on. look like stereotypes of like hot dudes too. Like <laughs> this is your most attractive wrestler is Ahmed Johnson on this card because the Rock's the little boy. Okay. But, like, come on. I like your reasoning. I'm we're not going like, to disagree with you. We're objectifying I'm him. not going to even take a position on that one. Oh, really? You yeah. can't? He's obviously the hottest guy on this card. We could do hottest card every single show. I don't care. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, okay. Let's go back. We'll re- I think re-record We should all re-record of all of them. But who's your hottest guy in this one? I think The Rock. Even at this point. He doesn't. He still looks like a grown man, Brandon. No, he doesn't. He looks like a baby boy. I all like right. The Rock now. Okay. I like Rock now, but I'm at Johnson at the time. In the thong. I think Rock Super now is hot. just too beefy. <laughs> We're different men. Okay, moving on. Yes, yeah, so one now... of our favorite wrestlers is here, and he's not here to wrestle. Yes. So Shawn Michaels, who had had to, he's relinqu- a sexy boy. He's not your boy toy, and he had to relinquish the title because he had a knee injury. Um, he has like a he comes out to his song that he sings. Uh, he has like a four minute intro. No, it's longer because the song loops. Loops, okay. So he has a multiple-minute intro. And the girls are a screaming, specifically girls in braces wearing Bulls jerseys. Yeesh. Holding Heartbreak Kid signs, and they're about, they're like Beatles, like the clunt. Yeah. It's adorable. Yeah, they have their copies of Playgirl. It's like their mom got <laughs> them. It was like, yeah. Uh, but he had a knee injury. The, the backstage stuff is here is that um, he did have a knee injury because they all have knee injuries. It's kind of like... Are you hurt or injured type of thing in yeah. sports? So yeah, he had, but he also didn't want to drop the belt to Brett. So he's like, I'm, a, I'll, uh, I'll just relinquish the belt, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, give it to you in the ring. Which so is, he's also an asshole. He's a total asshole. Uh, but he's there to do commentary in this next match, which is a championship match. Somehow, Psycho Sid has ended up with the belt. Psycho Sid looks the least roided out that he has, but he still looks like the most roided out person here. Yes, and he's no fun. He's the worst. He's no fun. And he is facing The Undertaker. So you can guess how this ends. It's a 20-minute match. Um, was the name change from for Psycho Sid ever explained? He's a, I think because he was more Psycho. I think it's after he like turned on... There probably was. Okay. And why is Psycho spelled incorrectly? It's spelled uh, S-Y-C-H-O. They, they didn't want to pay the dictionary for the word Psycho. Okay, thank you. Yes, so he does a loud, as befitting the music of the time, he does a loud, quiet, loud promo where he's like whispering in the middle, but to try to be menacing. Uh, somebody says that he's the most intimidating champion yet, and it's like, yeah, because he's like crazy. Well, we haven't had that many champions, so yeah, yeah. I would go. If, yeah. Since the WrestleMania era, yeah. But they're definitely trying to put him over, and he was never over. I mean, like, no. they, they give a lot of crap to for Diesel, for Kevin Nash, for being like a really bad champion, but he was a lot more entertaining than this piece of crap. Mm, maybe. Maybe that's just I think of our taste. That's possible. Like I and like as an adult, it's like oh yeah, Diesel was right about everything. Yeah, you should follow. You should Kevin game the system. Advice. Yeah, you should only work with your friends and make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. he's smart. Yeah, but okay, so okay, so he Undertaker's without Bear. This we should mention this. Yes, we've already seen Paul Bear. They're like feuding for some reason. Yeah, but he comes out the intro. This is the. This is the best part of it, is nobody's fucking talking. Thank you, I had that exact same note. Yes, they actually give it a little bit of reverence, which you kind of have to since he is an undead wizard. You have to, like, sell it that it's intimidating. (laughs) What if I buy you a shirt that says Undertaker is an undead wizard? That's a good shirt. I like that. Um, And Sid's coming out, and he's kind of getting cheers, but he's kind of also getting into it with the fans. Which is cool. Yeah, because he's a psycho. And... um, yeah, and Michaels so is, and the match starts. Whatever. My, the the one revelation for this entire yes. match is Shawn Michaels is pretty good on Mike. Yes, as an announcer. Yeah, because he shock. can actually he can call moves. He can talk about the psychology of the match. He can cut jokes. He's funny. I mean, all his promos like he's the real deal. Yeah. Um, so Some it, would say he's the best in the world. Yes. Not CM Punk once. Who? Somebody goes to the announcers table. I think I have, I have one of my notes is like, is this the first Taker match where somebody goes through an announcers table? Yeah, I think so. Because this is used a lot. Yeah. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Okay, so we're playing up the streak more than we ever have before. Right. Because I this, have a feeling we're going to hear a lot about this streak. Yeah, this might be a thing. Um, when does uh? But you missed that's your your. Did I skip ahead too far? Yeah, because uh, Bret Hart comes out. Oh yeah, that's right. Bret so Hart. Bret Hart comes out before the match that's, starts, basically to go that's like. That's how little I care about. No, but Bret it's Hart. so key to this match because You're the right, best part is this. HBK. So before the match even starts, Bret Hart comes out. Um, 
And basically to say, okay, well, what Hart, what Michaels says is, imagine that, Bret Hart being resentful and not being in the main event or being the man. Um, you know, and so Hart calls out Michaels. He goes, you phony little faker with your pussyfoot and little injury. And then Undertaker, which I guess they had feed a little, or he had cost him a championship. He was like, you slammed the door on your, our, on my, like my head and you slammed the door on our friendship or something. And, um... Michaels is like, he has friends? He's just like, he's totally getting, he's beating him at every line. Um, and then he starts shit on Sid, but Sid just, who had been getting booed, power bombs him, gets the biggest cheers he got, gets all night. Because they're like, shut that fucking guy up. So he goes to the back. And uh, Sid's like, hop along, cry baby. Which is good, because that's the only Sid line that matters. Um, no, no, there's another Sid line that matters, and we'll get to that. Okay. And then we get to start to the actual match. Is yes. that fair? Okay. Yeah. So then somebody goes through a table. Yes. And with an Undertaker gets slammed on the table with the TV gear. Yeah. And it Which looks, is cool. looks real painful. You shouldn't do that to your body. Yeah. Um, there's some more wrestling. Oh, actually, at that when they do that to the table, Michaels is like, I would never want to sit at that table. Like, if I was a commentator. <laughs> Which is just like this meta commentary of like, yeah, it's always the Spanish announce table. That's the joke. <laughs> is that the first Spanish announcer's table joke? I think so, wow. yeah. Wow. That's fucking great. Yeah. HBK, he brought steampunk and Spanish announcer's table awareness to the WWF. He's pretty great. Uh, someone They're says, back in the ring. Yes. And uh, Psycho Sid has Taker down, and uh, he can't get a three count, three count, and there's an audible God damn it from him. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, my keeps, favorite He's Psycho like, he's working his... And this match, for what it is, is not bad because he's working the lower back yeah. of, the, of Undertaker. Which is a good, like... Yeah, there's ever, ever there, but he does the one thing that's the most annoying move in all pro wrestling, and that's the Hogan leg drop. Right, which is like not effective in any. Yeah, way. it's not effective when you shouldn't do it, and it's never mentioned. Like they don't even call it. They don't right. even. Oh mention... no, we're not gonna. Yeah, definitely not gonna do that. My favorite thing that Sid does in this match, though, is at one point, um, he's like frustrated, and he gets up, and he gets in the face of the camera, and he closes one nostril and blows snot onto the camera because he's a psycho. I think that's good character work. Cool. It's fucking disgusting. Should we even mention Taker's teardrop tattoo? Do you understand? Yeah, he got in prison when he killed that guy. But, like, it, it wasn't there... It's part of... This is still... He's still purple-gloved, right? Yes. He will be, I think, it's the next one. But... So he's transitioning to the kind of Lord of Darkness. Not as much of, like... If you were a real bad guy, would you wear purple gloves? Depends. Okay, depends what you're into. But, you know, I just think... It's he's in between. He's still got the now he's got the stringy hair and the goatee and the teardrop tattoo. Because in real life, that's he would get that in real life. He's a weird. He's a like a all right, gnarly all right. biker dude. All right. Well, Sid at one point tombstones Taker, and that was really cool. This is actually the first time we see the reversal of the tombstone, yes. which is when you. I mean, Undertaker will get someone, and usually has to be a big guy who can sell this. But you basically kind of he leans you backwards, and you just do a. You'll, it's like an old-fashioned clown move, right? Where, like, clowns are holding that position and keep doing, like, yeah. tumbling. Um, but it looks good. And, like, it happened in the, the Lesnar matches that Undertaker had mm-hmm. in, before Lesnar went to UFC. And it, lo- it it does look intimidating because it's like, oh, you just, like, flip that guy over with your yeah. strength. So I, I would say that I think this is the second year in a row where Taker probably shouldn't have won the match. Yeah, they, they build the story as that, I think, it's that Sid goes to the top rope and kind of like it's a hubris type of thing, where it backfires. Yeah. So, um, obviously, Taker wins. Yes. Um, I don't think I'm missing anything here. No, no. But um, but then, uh, Hart comes out again. And at this point, he's like gotten booed out twice now. Um and he chair shots... Actually, this happens in the match before, because there's no DQ, so you Oh, can that's do right, that's right. So he chair shots Sid... God, how little do I care about this yeah. match compared and, to and the And Heartbreak Kid is like, he hasn't snapped, he's bitter, he can't take it, spotlight's not on him. All that's true. That's true for him to say it, and that's true to what's happening, but it also works in storyline. Um, and King does go, that's a little bit of the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> Which is also true. Cause <laughs> yeah, so Lawler both... has two of the best lines of the night. Yeah, and that's the funny thing is, when he's actually putting down the joke book, he can be good He's he's like that kind of funny, like witty, like bar yeah. funny. And so if he just like didn't try to work in like all the his pre written material, it'd be fine. But it's the it's the groaner dad jokes that are so bad. Do you think he's quiet at home? Or do you think he's always talking? Uh it depends if he's on his oxygen machine or not. I didn't realize he had No, one. he's not on one. I'm just okay. it's because he's old and beat up. Okay. I thought you had a very inappropriate joke about the accident. 
Oh, no, no. I already had that one. Oh, the best joke about the accident is that his girlfriend's fine because her car seat was turned the right way. That's good. Yeah. Um, so this match, Keith, that, that eventually ends um, because uh, because Undertaker wins. Great. WrestleMania. Yeah. It's the first WrestleMania that ends in a dark note, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, everything. the first ten we have Hogan. Right. The last few have been like an hour a marathon match and a blah, blah, blah. And like yeah. a celebration at the ring. This one's just like, oh, uh, lightning and thunder. And darkness, badass. Badass, yeah. Which is a very attitude era. It's cool. But the other thing is, too, the funny thing about Bret Hart, like, for a guy who's such a mark for himself and for the business, to come out and to be to hit, even if he's being a heel, to hit uh, Sid and basically give Undertaker the win, kind of, it protects Sid. It looks like... It, I know. It looks makes Sid look better. And if you're Bret Hart, Sid is the antipathy more than Michael's of the Russell you don't want representing the company. So why do you make him look like he's just... It, it doesn't, doesn't even fit his own logic because he's a moron. Yep. And uh, do you know how this WrestleMania ends? Uh, no. The final clear sign. Do you remember what it was? I don't. ECW. It's great. The final clear poster in the crowd is the ECW, and then we cut to black. That's the WrestleMania. What do you think of this WrestleMania? That the, the Bret Hart Stone Cold is the only thing that matters. It's a five-star match. It's literally a Dave Meltzer, like five-star. It's like one of the best... WrestleMania matches. It's the best. Yeah, it's the best one we've seen. And I would put it above... It goes above three, and it goes above the ladder match. Yeah. Um, just because it's just... And it's so it's iconic, and like we've seen all these change in the guard mo- moments. But also, it's funny. Look how short the window is. Like, Hogan's change in the guard mm-hmm. moment was like... It took eight, eight nine years, right? Mm-hmm. Ten. Well, yeah, ten, because he wasn't there at yeah. ten. This took Bret Hart triumphant at the end of ten... With all the guys in the back, by thirteen, he's he's You're the enemy. He's spitting in the he'll be in a few months. He'll be spitting in the face of the owner of the company. He'll be out of the company. So great. Well, yeah. Stone Cold. He, uh, I get it. I get it. I yeah. concede. I I love everything about you except when you beat your wife. Yeah. Other than that, you're the best. Glass shatters. <laughs>